0: a woo a hand-clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com,
1: choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the
0: most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Pursuit of Happiness Radio. As we all know, there is a downside. Side to freedom of speech Pursuit of happiness radio
1: In America you have a right to be stupid Pursuit of happiness radio
0: This is America and in America if something sucks You're supposed to be able to get your money back riot on the radio. This is Pursuit of happiness radio Riot on the radio Riot, riot. Oh hey we're back Alright This segment is going to get a little weird uh, It might even disturb a handful of you so I'll make this brief. I'll make this quick. This this is a hi. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Webster. You're listening to Pursuit of Happiness Radio. James Parker joining us in a little bit. Our good friend, uh, a fellow broadcaster from Waco and New Orleans, respectively. We'll be talking to him soon. So stick around. He's coming up. But first, I want to talk a little bit about sexual exploitation. Like most of you, I I think exploiting somebody against their you know unconsenting exploitation. Is disgusting. It's absolutely vile and vulgar, whether you're talking about rape or molestation or human trafficking. It's all pretty sick, right? There's no way to There's no way to defend something like what Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein or Bill Cosby purportedly did. It's horrible. So that's one kind of way to exploit people against their will. But there's another sort of sexual exploitation that doesn't get quite as much attention, but I think we all are aware of what it is. It's the people that Make a living, the grifters, playing on the emotions, the raw emotions that you feel when you hear about sexual exploitation, they actually make a living doing this, but they don't actually care about stopping sexual exploitation or human trafficking. You know, back when the Me Too thing happened, there were all these news stories that surfaced about Hollywood actresses who just suddenly had a problem with some director and you thought to yourself, well, yeah, we're we're with you on this. That's terrible that that happened. But why didn't you tell us about this ten or fifteen years ago before you became an ex- an incredibly successful actress? Why why didn't you tell us about this? Why did you wait till you were rich and famous and then, you know, af- years after it happened? Why did it take so long? And I'm sure there's many different reasons for that. In some cases, maybe they were scared, right? And that's maybe that's a legitimate excuse. And then in other cases, maybe they didn't speak up about it because. They were trying to benefit from these people. They were trying to get their career to benefit from the people that were doing the exploitation. Over the weekend, uh, an example of what I'm talking about surfaced online. You probably don't know about this if, unless you're an active Twitter user. You've probably never heard of the name Elijah Blue before. I don't personally know Elijah Blue. She might be a very nice person. She might not even be lying, but she's being accused of it. Elijah Blue is somebody who a, a few years ago showed up on the scene, you know, the, the conservative activism scene on social media, claiming to be a survivor of human trafficking. And a lot of us always just assume she was telling the truth, right? She claimed that for a very long period, in, what was it, her 20s or a very long period of her life, she was trafficked and exploited sexually. And that's terrible. If that's true, my heart goes out to her. It's horrible. She claimed she was sold to someone for $500. And now, there's a big group on, of people on social media that claim that this woman, who's made a career out of being an anti-human trafficking advocate, was lying about being a victim. She made the whole thing up. Now, to offer proof, somebody's gone out and taken a timeline of her life, the time when she claimed she was exploited and trafficked, and they pointed out that during this time period, not only was she not living in hiding or living in you know, underground as often human trafficking victims are, but she was in the public eye making a lot of social media posts and she was supposedly on a reality TV show. And she claimed to have been dating a somewhat famous musician from a band called My Chemical Romance. And so all these things were happening around the time when she claimed that she was being trafficked. And so it begged the question, were you really trafficked or You know, were you making it up? And I I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. Maybe she was being trafficked. Maybe these people that are accusing her of lying are wrong. I don't know. But questions are being asked, including the question, who was it that was trafficking you? If you're an advocate for anti-human trafficking, hopefully you'll speak out against who your traffickers were and you'll expose these people so it doesn't happen to other young women. Hopefully, you'll tell your story so other people don't fall into this as well. Again, I don't know that she's lying. I'm just telling you that people are accusing her of it. But to really, you know, another, uh, probably a better example of what I'm talking about right now is what just happened with Brooke Shields. you familiar with the actress Brooke Shields? Brooke Shields claims she was raped, but she won't name the rapist. There's a report at Breitbart.com that talks about this. She says she, in, she's in a new documentary. She claims she was raped by a major Hollywood player. But we'll not name who did it. Why? Why would you protect these people? Instead of naming him or her, filing charges, at the time, she says she instead wrote him a no-joke, scathing letter saying that she was above him. That's an exact quote. Yeah, here we go again. Another genetic lottery winner who's lived an astonishingly privileged life releases a documentary oh sorry a two-part documentary about how she's been a victim for 56 years move over prince harry Prick shields is a victim if shields was indeed raped and if she was my heart goes out to her that's terrible that's appalling that is a life-altering thing and she deserves all of our sympathy and i give it to her but would you like to know who else is terrible knowing there's a rapist out there and doing nothing to stop him that's pretty terrible too i mean other than Use it for public relations fodder to sell your two-part documentary. Don't we deserve to know? You know, the rape, the the, the recidivist rape rate among sex offenders, especially rapists, is well known. So why would any decent person remain silent knowing full well, chances are pretty good that somebody that rapes once is going to rape twice? This is one of the worst things you can do. I would say it's probably the second worst crime right after murder. So to remain silent and profit off your story at the expense of other women, that is inexcusable. Allowing this person to roam free and continue preying on other women is unforgivable. Sometimes we are hit with a duty and responsibility we don't want and we never ask for. That's life. Brooke Shields has a duty and a responsibility to other women to name this man. She's not the first celebrity to do this. Why are all these Me Too victims willing to destroy the career of a thousand Bill Murrays over off-color jokes made 25 years ago, but not willing to name the actual predators that supposedly raped them. Seems to me that Brookshield should be, I don't know, maybe blaming her parents. Because supposedly this stuff happened when she was a young actress and, I mean, didn't they kind of play a role in launching her career? It was their job to protect her. Let me say this. The same people, leftists, like those behind this documentary, including the wife of George Stepanopoulos, involved in producing it, and those who will pearl clutch over poor Brooke being traumatized by this early sexualization, and the same people who want to flood elementary schools are the same exact people that want to flood elementary schools with gay porn and drag queens and want Disney to groom little kids by pushing adult sexuality in Toy Story movies. If Brooke Shields wants to show real courage instead of profiting off of her You know, a a beautiful and wealthy victimhood in a two part documentary. Name the rapist. I believe that you were raped. I believe you're telling the truth. Please, please. All we're asking is don't protect somebody that's going around raping young women. Expose them. Our doctor
1: told us the pills we took were just a placebo, but he must not know what he's talking about because, man, those suckers worked. This is Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness.
0: y'all ever look at Reddit, Reddit's a social media platform where you can do rank choice voting on what are considered to be the most important topics and news stories and images and video of the day. I'm not a big Reddit user, but I look at it once in a while. Reddit listed people's biggest driving pet peeves. Alec Baldwin, the actor, was on the list. His biggest driving pet peeve was when his trunk still has that dead hooker smell. I kid, I kid. I just needed a segue to talk about this. I want to talk a little bit about Alec Baldwin. For those that don't know or care or really understand why this is such a big deal to conservatives, it's pretty obvious. It's, it's, the explanation is very simple. Alec Baldwin is a very influential member of Hollywood, the elite in both New York City and the West Coast, Los Angeles, and very well politically connected. And a very big critic of you clinging to your guns and your God and your old statues. Alec Baldwin shakes his finger at you. He says, shame on you. How dare you want to defend your family and your right to exist? And, of course, he says that from the safety of a gated community with armed guards. Not long ago, there was, I guess this was a few years ago, there was, I think it was a town hall about gun safety on CNN. And Dana Lash was publicly attacked. She participated in the town hall. She was publicly attacked by people like Alec Baldwin for saying that it was her fault. It was the NRA's fault. It was Dana Lash's fault every time some kid gets shot in a school shooting. See, it's stuff like that. Alec Baldwin doesn't blame the shooter. He blames the gun. The shooting death of Helena Hutchins is terrible. It's very sad that this mother isn't around anymore to be with her children. So we don't need any more theatrics here. But uh, a report at Town Hall today details how Alec Baldwin's wife Seems to want to add to the production. Not in a good way, by the way. Helena was the cinematographer on what should ha- be the indefinitely delayed production of Baldwin's new film, Rust. Strangely, they're still going to make that movie. I don't know why. I don't know who it's for. I don't know who wants to watch it. But Alec Baldwin, the very liberal actor, was practic- practicing a stunt with what he thought was a cold gun, but it wasn't properly checked. He didn't double-check the gun. Didn't he? He didn't follow any of the safety gun procedures that people like dana lash in the nra would have advocated for him to follow a live round and a prop gun discharged and it killed him killed a woman and that's terrible and i'm gonna assume he didn't do it on purpose we don't know it's possible this was all planned or somebody was trying to frame alec baldwin to get him to kill her who knows but that stuff is just speculation we have no evidence to prove any of that's true presumably occam's razor here most likely scenario what appears to be the most likely scenario is that a group of people, very unqualified, to put to put together a gun, a, a film with lots of live guns in it, real guns, decided to make a, a movie about real guns. And somebody got hurt and killed in the process. Director Joel Souza was also wounded in the incident. And that's why Baldwin and the production Armorer have been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Baldwin's career is probably over. At least it should be. Though he's still wealthy and he's alive... So we don't need to pour fuel on the fire. But then there's Baldwin's wife, Hilaria. Hilaria is hilarious. She's a, a fake Spanish woman. You remember? She, she kind of built a career out of pretending to be from Spain. She's not. Lady, we know you're whiter than Wonder Bread, so get rid of the accent. It's just comical at this point. It's embarrassing. Mrs. Baldwin the other day pleaded with the media to stop hounding them as neither she nor her husband is uh, not offering any further comment about this incident or the criminal charges that have been filed. And she has a point that the media attention is probably scaring their kids. She says this as she's standing there holding her baby. But that's not what happens when you're a Hollywood celebrity who just shot a woman. In this soundbite, listen, pay particular attention to her fake accent. She's still doing it. What I'm going to say, you're not going to ask me questions, I'm going to tell
1: you, okay? I want you guys... To realize that we have seven kids
0: and you being here to escort them to school and to be there when they come home is not good it's not good we have seven kids guys she's not really spanish she was born in a suburb of boston she's about as spanish as i am and i've never been to spain so on a human level you guys know i'm not gonna say anything to you you know that so please leave my family in peace and let this all play out. Okay? So, let my kids come home and you stay away from them. Because they asked me, Mommy, what like what are these people doing? Are you serious? They say mommy, really? They don't say abuela or whatever. The, the fake accent is grossly inappropriate. Of all the things that the left rails about indiscriminately as problematic as cultural appropriation, this is one of the worst offenses. It's a poke in the eye for all the parties involved. This woman is probably going to have her husband go away to jail for a while. Who knows? Maybe not if he gets a plea deal. And she still thinks it's important to have the fake Spanish accent. You know, she's kind of, it's been known since 2020 that his wife is not really from Spain. Her real name is Hillary Hayward Thomas, and she hails from a well-to-do Massachusetts family. That's not Mallorca, senorita. She then explained that culture should be fluid, which is just delusional. She's got a history of doing this. Emily Miller at The Federalist recently pointed out that Alec Baldwin's criminal charges are driven by legal facts and by his own public arrogance. Legal experts agree that the criminal charges came as a result of both the facts at hand and the public perception of his behavior. They might make an example out of him in this case, and maybe they should. The movie star allegedly shot and killed a a mother with a child. He blamed the victim for... for telling him to point the gun at her, which you're not supposed to do. He told the sheriff he never pulled the trigger, but an FBI forensics investigation said that was a lie. I have guns at my house I've never shot before. I own own guns, believe it or not. I, Kenny Webster, uh, a guy that endorses TexasScorecard.com, am a gun enthusiast, and we have firearms in our... our, I've got at least a couple guns I've never used. I just own them. And would you believe, just sitting there in my uh, cabinet... They've never fired themselves. I know, shocking, right? Baldwin just killed someone he knew. And he did all these interviews, he didn't cry, he thumbed his nose at the state saying he would not be charged. If that had been you or me, I think charges would have come a lot sooner. The fact that Baldwin went on an immediate public campaign to exonerate himself, went on ABC News and said he didn't do anything wrong, that definitely factored into the prosecutor's decision. The movie star is entitled to due process and afforded the presumption of innocence, but Baldwin is controversial and combative. That doesn't mean he's automatically guilty, but it certainly means an investigation and some charges needed to be filed. Baldwin is being charged both as an actor and as a producer who was aware of the reported safety concerns on the low-budget film. Isn't it weird to think this has been going on for over a year now? October 2021. October 21st, 2021, 10 2021 he was rehearsing a scene in a small sh- church out in the desert. He yanked a forty five Colt single-action revolver out of his holster, cocked the, the hammer, and killed a mom. And then he had the audacity to blame you, a gun owner, or blame the director, or blame the armorer, or blame the victim. The, the armorer was reportedly told not to come into the church set due to COVID restrictions. She gave the revolver to somebody else who gave it to Baldwin. The armorer didn't know anything about guns. The DA uh, told CNN that she spoke to many actors, including including A-list celebrities, and they always check their guns or have someone check it in front of them, adding that every person that handles a gun has a duty to make sure they're going to handle that gun properly. Isn't it incredible, too, to think, you didn't have to use real guns. You could have used fake guns. You know they had real. You know why they had real, real live ammo on the set, right? Supposedly it was because when they were bored, they were out shooting guns for fun. You know they're out in the middle of the desert. They don't exactly have a Chili's out there. There's nothing to go do. I was in New Mexico recently. When you're in rural New Mexico, there is nothing out there. There's nothing to do. So they had guns, real guns, and they were shooting the guns for fun. It's amazing. Baldwin, who's from New York, said he does not feel guilty. And is not responsible for the shooting and killing of a of a mom now a new mexico jury will decide if that's true they will decide his guilt for not following the gun safety rules all responsible gun owners are supposed to adhere to unfortunately for helena hutchins baldwin put pride before the destruction of a young wife and mother some
1: radio shows are so hot they'll literally burn your eyes Fortunately, this isn't one of those shows. I feel like i never listening to y'all again. Pursuit of
0: Happiness Radio. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Kenny Webster here. It's a Monday. Today's show is brought to you by passive-aggressive coworkers. Kindly reminding you that even though they clearly labeled their milk, whatever you do, don't let that stop you from dumping it in your morning coffee. That's the main thing now, kids. Hi, welcome back. You guys know I'm um I'm a health aficionado. I, I I care a lot. I'm not a, a an expert. I'm not a doctor or a nurse or anything. But I I care a lot about my health. I work out a lot. I go to the gym. I eat keto. I, I've really tried to make my health a big focus. Something that I take a little more seriously now that I'm in my 40s, really ever since last June when I had my 40th birthday party, I decided I was going to cut out a lot of the fried foods and be healthier, right? And you know, being healthy will help protect you from a cold or the flu or COVID or whatever it may be. But speaking of the flu, experts are now saying that this flu season is the worst it's been since before the pandemic. Now, I don't know if that's true, but there is one positive to getting the flu, especially if you have, what are they called, New Year's resolutions?
1: Move over, CrossFit. There's a new fitness trend that's sweeping the nation. My pants fit looser after just one week with flu workout. Oh, no.
0: The flu workout really works. Oh, I lost 15 pounds in three days. Oh.
1: The flu workout. You won't have to worry about diet because you won't feel like eating. Oh. And you'll really work your abs, glutes, and sphincter. Oh. The oh, flu no. workout. The results are so good, it's sick.
0: Oh. <laughs> Not proud of that. Fun fact, while, my, uh, while I was playing that parody, my wife texted me and asked me uh, if I would get some tuna from the store on the way home. She wants to make tuna sandwiches. Hi, everybody. Kenny Webster here. Welcome back from break. Earlier in the—well, that stupid bit we just played. Earlier in the show, we were talking a little bit about this new documentary from Brooke Shields, a two-part documentary that talks about how she's a victim. And every time you hear me play the music I just played— <laughs> You probably know I'm about to talk about the royal family. Yes, that's the official royal family m- music. Breitbart.com today, John Nolte has a report about Harry and Meghan, the prince and duchess of exhibitionism, might be making money in, in selling books, but the cost of their popularity and legacy has been a bit devastating. I don't think most people, Meghan, Merkel, and uh, Prince Harry, very popular with at least a portion of society a few years ago. I don't know if they still are. I mean, yeah, they're making money, and maybe that's all that matters, but... In Harry and Meghan's historic quest to prove that they are two of history's most narcissistic, whiny, selfish, disloyal, backstabbing, arrogant—did I mention narcissistic? I did. Crybaby bullies. The planet isn't ever pr- ever produced. Uh, we have been subjected to a six-hour Netflix documentary, an Oprah interview, countless other interviews, and a book that has so far sold about three million copies. Now, if if you're watching this from a distance and you just don't care about the royal family, but you're interested in the cultural ramifications of this whole thing, you and I have that in common. And to those of you that feel that way, I say, please pay attention uh, to to what we're we're about to say next on this radio show, because it is the most important part. We are not only talking about billions of dollars in national media exposure, but all of that exposure has either been controlled by Harry and Meghan the book the documentary etc or controlled by pals like oprah and stephen colbert in other words more for more than a year these two miscreants have enjoyed an astonishing amount of free and earned unearned publicity all of it firmly on their side nevertheless their popularity appears to be in free fall that's how awful they are because the left-wing propaganda site daily beast is nothing if not dumb here's a fun headline prince harry's book is selling millions so why is he so unpopular um because the 3.2 million people who bought his book did not even add up to one percent of the american population probably these people are idiots okay here's the numbers let's look at the wrong numbers In a poll taken nearly a week after Harry's book, which is called Spare, was released, Harry's favorability rating collapsed by 45%, according to pollsters. I know, you and I are smart enough to know. Grain of salt on that stuff. Pollsters, does it really matter? They're pollsters. But interestingly enough, his hideous bride's popularity dropped by 36 points. So there was already a handful of people that didn't like her, and now she's made him even more unpopular. This is a Newsweek poll. They surveyed 2,000 American voters on January 16th. They found only 31% of them like Prince Harry, and about 38% of them just blatantly dislike him. And the remainder didn't really care. Meghan's favorable, unfavorable was 26 to 39, respectively. So even less people dislike her, or like her. And that puts Harry at a net of negative 7 compared to a net of plus 38 last month. So that's a collapse of 45 points. Megan went from twenty three plus twenty three in December to negative thirteen today. That's another crash of thirty six points. only twenty six percent of those polled said Harry was right to reveal private conversations with his family in his book, assuming those conversations were even true. forty four percent of people disagreed, more than more a plurality. So when asked specifically how the Netflix series and books have affected their opinion of these two idiots, Only 16% said they had a more positive view of Harry, while 24% said they had a more negative view. Meghan Merkel, mercenary Magel, had 16% say they felt positively towards her, 23% said negatively. Now, what about their base support? Their base support. Among their base support, dumb young people, age 18 to 24. Harry is uh, upside down, negative seven points, 31% favorable, 38% unfavorable. Megan, negative eight points. 26% favorable, 34% unfavorable. Even mainstream Democrats are not fans of them. 35% of Biden voters like Megan, 32% dislike her. Harry's liked by 37% of Biden voters and disliked by 35%. Isn't it incredible? There's this much polling out here on this. There's so, so much. How much money was spent to determine that they're unpopular? Did you really need to do all that research? Wasn't it obvious? All right, fine. That's America. What about the British? 24% view Harry positively in England, 68% don't like him. No shock there. Because, you know, those are people that actually like the royal family. That puts him down negative 44 points. Last month, those numbers were 33% positive, 59% negative, a 26% drop. That's quite a crash. Harry and Meghan are more unpopular among older British folks than Prince uh, Andrew, Epstein Island Andrew. You're telling me Prince Harry is more unpopular than a guy that we're all pretty sure raped kids. Apparently, he is. Wow. <laughs> 60% view ne- Andrew negatively. 69 and 73% view Harry and Meghan negatively. Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel are more unpopular than Epstein Island Andrew. Wow. Now, among the Brits, King Charles enjoys a 62% approval rating. Prince William sits at 70%. Prince Catherine, this must really hurt Meghan, Prince Catherine enjoys a 68% approval rating. Camilla's at 46%. You know, she's blamed for breaking up the marriage. And Harry and Meghan sit at 24 and 22%. Harry's biggest failure might be those numbers here, guys. 59% of the public say they hold a positive opinion of the family and a 34% a negative one. Harry's obvious goal is to destroy the royal family in the eyes of public opinion. That's not happening. Numbers like these, I don't, honestly, I, I really, I've always had mixed emotions on this because, frankly, I don't care if the royal family goes away, but this does give me hope for humanity, for people in general. They cannot be emotionally blackmailed by two objectively terrible people, even when they're backed by billions of dollars in public relations, as we just pointed out, because that's exactly what they were. There are some people out there that just cannot, they just think they're you-know-what doesn't stink. Someone who works in customer service for an internet company, Xfinity Comcast, posted a voicemail message online recently. When I heard this, even though this is an American, it kind of reminded me of Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel.
1: Ma'am, there isn't any reason for me to- Ma'am- I think you're a supervisor, you little No, there's your personal foul language! I like said supervisor!
0: No! Okay, ma'am. Alright. No! Okay. No! Okay, give no! me-
1: No! Don't say another word to me! No! I'm gonna put you on hold, ma'am. Let's get straight to discussion. discussion. We here to talk about something, something. about politics and government and all this hidden corruption. This show here ain't your average. This podcast, you got to get you tuned in with Ken. This is Pursuit of Happiness.
0: Oh, we are back. If you were not with us at the beginning of the show, you know, who could blame you? It was a couple hours ago. I started off today's show talking about what I think is the most pressing political issue of the day. Joe Biden with a fifth trove of classified documents. And believe me, there's just so many examples here of hypocrisy. We don't know what was on the documents. They claim some of them were intelligence reports, which means it could be a national security risk. And you heard me opine about it. You heard my take. But before we sign off today, I always like to get somebody else's opinion on this stuff. So I invited my good buddy, James Parker, onto the show. James Parker is uh, the developer of the Walton & Johnson smartphone app. Download it today if you don't have a copy of it. It's pretty awesome. Uh, James, are there any hidden Joe Biden documents in the Walton & Johnson smartphone app? They seem to be everywhere else these days.
1: There probably is, and we're going to find them shortly. But I, I'm actually here to tell you why you, Ken Wester Jr., Me? are so wrong. You are so wrong to be racing one second of your show on this document story
0: why what what this feels like it's very important we have people selling access to the white house and an example of how broken our media is and all of the fbi's involvement and the twitter files and we're just surrounded by corruption in all directions why james parker why isn't it important
1: because the point of journalism and the reason they pick stories and present them to you is they are supposed to be doing you a service by giving you the information you need to know about what's going on in society and culture and especially your public officials. Now, it doesn't, doesn't matter what happens with these documents, whether these guys broke the law or not. It doesn't affect your life one bit. Whether these guys are both innocent, whether they're both guilty. And you, look, you can play out the, the, the war games in your mind. What happens if neither one of them broke any laws? Well, then they just wasted a ton of time in the media talking about stories that don't affect you. More importantly, ignoring stories that really do affect you. You well, know, well, the economy.
0: H- Go ahead. Hang on a second here, James. Now, I feel like whether we want to admit it or not, but this thing with the classified documents is directly connected to the Hunter Biden laptop controversy. That was the October 2020 surprise. And they suppressed that just like they're suppressing this to try to rig an election. Surely the, if elections have consequences, that affects our lives, right?
1: Disagree. We have all the evidence we need front, back and center with or without these documents to go ahead and make the case that the Hunter Biden-Ukraine connection is a little bit more than just suspicious. I mean, it's, it's quite obvious. And then instead of talking about documents, we should be talking about how millions of dollars went from these Ukrainian officials and oligarchs into the Biden uh, pool of resources, and now billions of dollars are going from your pile of resources, and, and, I, and I mean us as the taxpayers, to these exact same Ukrainian dudes. Now, I remember when Ukraine uh, connections were a bad day, and they impeached Trump twice for it. And now all of a sudden, it's not being discussed. But these documents aren't connected to that. If they're selling the documents anyway, then this isn't how they do it. They don't go print them up and some guy from China swings by and picks them up next to the vet. It's going to be on a flash drive, or it's going to be emailed, or it's probably just going to be hacked from Biden servers because his password is one two three four five. And that it's not. This isn't even how it's done. If there is something untoward being done.
0: Well, hang on a second here. Now, you say that it doesn't matter. But at the time period when these documents were in were placed in Joe Biden's house, Hunter Biden was living there. He was high on drugs. He was blacking out all the time. And at the time, he was supposedly paling around with a Chinese businessman connected to the communist intelligence agencies. That's a national security risk. Surely that matters. James Parker.
1: It would matter, except it doesn't matter in all these other cases where Eric Swalwell could be smashing a Chinese spy for years and Diane Feinstein can have a Chinese spy as her driver. I mean, you and I care more about these things, but in the larger scope of political corruption, we already have enough to, to, to nail these dudes. We have enough to prove Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are taking kickbacks from some of the shadiest regimes planet Earth has to offer, whether or not these documents are legit, whether or not they actually have classified... I don't, I don't really get all exercised about these tic tacky laws anyway. I mean, we don't trust President Trump with classified documents. Why not? He was our president for four years. Who can we trust with him? The, the, the nice people at the FBI, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, is that who? James Comey, is that who we can trust with him? <laughs> so I, I think they go overboard with these document laws to begin with. And I just, I, I can't get exercised about it. I can't get worked up.
0: Okay, I don't disagree with you that this, that this is probably not as big of a deal as they're making it into. And I, and I said the same thing with the Mar-a-Lago documents. I have a family member that worked in the military-industrial complex for years. People with those big red stamps that say classified, they get very greedy about stamping stuff classified. They love anything, things that have no relevancy at all. Joe Biden's lunch order was probably labeled classified at some point when someone ran out to the Panera Bread to get him a bowl of French onion soup and a tuna fish sandwich. But even still, you have to admit this is hypocritical. I mean, they raided his political enemies home over this same issue. And here he's done it five times.
1: Yeah, well, you're also just piling on to the FBI being biased and the media being biased. We already knew that. We already know that. It's, it's not a big deal. And you are so right about them having, you know, no incentive to not just stamp. before stamp classified on everything they possibly can and then on top of that there's like six million people who have access to those documents so the idea that they're just keeping our nation's most tender secret safe anything that says classified on it if it gets out of proper hands we're all in trouble it's ridiculous they've gone far overboard with this and it's just lame to see like, if you are anti-Trump why don't you get a legit criticism other than he had some printouts from work that are still in, in his office you know, why don't you say you know Trump he's the guy who brought you the vaccine I thought you people didn't like vaccines. He's $6 trillion in debt. He's the guy who brought in Fauci in 15 days to slow the spread. You know, I think they they have a much more legit criticism than this document stuff. And it goes the same to the other way. For, for Biden, one of the things I care least about him is that he has some documents he's not supposed to have. I care a lot more about his son getting millions from China and Ukraine and the price of eggs and, you know, maybe provoking war with Russia. I think these are all far bigger issues. And with this stuff going on, talking about documents, is immorally wasting time.
0: But James, what if I told you that the bribery happened because of the blackmail? Like, what if they got into the house, they found these documents and Hunter got bribed as an alternative to being blackmailed over the documents? That might explain why these business deals existed in the first place. Yeah, but you
1: don't have to break into the house and get the documents to get that information. They already hacked there 10 years ago. They already got his laptop. Hell, we've already got enough to put these dudes away. What more do they need? They don't need what's on those documents. Number one, they already own these dudes. All right. You know, they've probably given them everything they wanted. All
0: right. Dick Durbin and Tim Kaine are not exactly extreme members of the party. Those guys would be considered the establishment in the Senate, right? Tim Kaine was. Hillary Clinton's running mate. Dick Durbin's been around a long time. Both of these people are flipping on Joe. Both of them want this scandal investigated. Both of them want to probe. And And my question for you is this. I bring that up to make this point. I asked Billy Ed the same question this morning. Who do you think Joe's more afraid of? The Republicans right now or people in his own party? He he is
1: definitely only afraid of people in his own party because if they want to take him down, they will take him down, and there's nothing he can do about it. You know, it, the media will turn on him the second they get the cues from their betters, and he is because he is just a created avatar of Democrat power. Power. If it's not good for the party, they'll be able to take him down the second they feel like it. The second that the majority of the the, the power brokers in the Democrat Party decide that he's no longer good for the party, he goes away for good.
0: Okay, so uh the investigation's probably going to happen it's already happening they have a special counsel now it doesn't look good for joe right uh, do you think they want to remove him from office do you think people from his own party would let that happen
1: i think w- right now what they're what they're doing is uh, playing this game called poll watching to where they see if it goes and if you know him being under fire and getting a little of attention rouses support for him rallies support for him then he very well may be their nominee going into 2024 if uh, they notice he gets a little beat up by this, this is a perfect off-ramp for him to just exit the stage and not lose in the primary. He, They will convince him to not run again. It's, they're not going to fire him. They're just going to convince him he's going to come out and say, I'm not going to run again. I think this looks best for the country. Yada, yada.
0: Now, that I do believe. Uh, Joe Biden says there's no there there, and apparently James Parker, broadcast enthusiast and conservative thinker, agrees with him. Yeah,
1: there's no there there. There's no there there on any side. There's no there there on any of these classified document stores. I am not concerned about any president or ex-president or vice president or whatever getting to have classified documents. He access the years, eight years, whatever. He's already had access to that. And this isn't how crimes happen. They're, these countries don't collapse because your ex-vice president Jackson documents in his garage. They collapse because you let inflation get out of control or too many overseas military adventures wore you down. Those are the things I'm worried about. Not some wayward printouts from ten years ago.
0: All right, James Parker. He is the host of the podcast Florida Stories. Find him online. He's a good friend, and he's uh, certainly an interesting dude. Ooh, uh, ooh. Du-duh. Ooh,
1: Du-duh. Ooh, you are uh, listening to the Pursuit of Happiness Radio. Tell the government ooh, uh, to kiss your ass when you listen to the show. Ooh, uh,